0: Hey guys, this is Sky Elabor, Big Braden from the Greasy Strangler, and you're listening to the Horror Squad podcast. You're a bullshit artist.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the horror squad podcast episode number 216 tonight we are going to be talking about what we do in the shadows the movie not the television show Uh, I am here tonight with Steve and Sam we are toddlers tonight so I will be taking over hosting duties unless Todd decides to pop in but you know I wouldn't hold your breath ladies and gentlemen I know I'm sorry but you never know so maybe stick around if you're a big number one Todd fan <laughs> maybe you know he'll pop in but uh the yeah, only reason I'm I'll... here yeah right
2: <laughs> just joking
1: yeah so how was everyone how's everyone's week
3: it was good busy I had uh kids over so it's just oh yeah craziness and the kids have so much energy and it's like non-stop with them so that was entertaining what about you guys
2: what's the age with the kids
3: uh four and nine.
2: Oh my gosh
3: yeah it was like non-stop energy just absolutely insane i i uh, made them play vr because every time they come over, they, nice. they want to play VR, and my the four year old just goes fucking ape shit. She like grabs the sticks and just starts beating the air with it, and then she starts running around the room. And, like, oh
1: my gosh! <laughs> oh my <God. laughs>
3: yeah, it's uh, it kind of looked like Joe doing VR, you know, just <laughs> falling, <laughs> falling over and hurting yourself. <laughs> nice. Funny. Yeah. Sam's
1: Everybody. gonna get me. Uh, Sam's getting me uh, the uh, VR for my birthday, so I'm excited.
3: Oh, nice! The yeah. Oculus Quest Two
1: yes yep very cool I'm I'm really excited to play the Blair Witch game because like I've never I've been wanting to play it for so long and hey dude VR I feel like I'll be right is uh, it on VR VR? it is yeah okay cool wow yeah I'm excited for it yeah because we went to uh Best Buy because like I was like ready to pull the trigger uh last weekend on it and I was like Sam let's go into Best Buy I just kind of want to take a look at it so they had like a whole setup where you could like go through all of the games and watch videos and stuff And Blair, Witch was one of them. So I was like, Oh shit. And I was like, that's, I'm excited for that. And I know there's like a walking dead game. Have you played that one? Steve? Yeah, I yeah, heard that few, was like one there, of the best ones.
3: There's a few walking dead games. There's an exorcist mm-hmm. game. There's uh there's mm-hmm. some, some good stuff on VR. So uh, mm-hmm. it, it depends. The walking dead game is really cool, but mm-hmm. uh, it's one of those where you have to walk and when you have to walk in VR, uh, you can get motion sickness. So not mm-hmm. everyone can do it. Um, I prefer games where you're either stationary or on, on rail. So it's just easier to digest. But uh, if you can stomach it, yeah, Walking Dead is a mm-hmm. really
1: cool game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Have you done like the other stuff? Like I saw you can do like, con- like, like it feels like you're like watching a real concert and stuff like that. Have you done stuff like that yet? Yeah, um, I've
3: done uh, movies. I've done uh, like, I watched SNL. Like from the audience and stuff like that. Oh, that's oh cool.
2: My God, that's um, amazing. I would love that.
3: Yeah. The issue is that I feel the technology is not there yet. So it's yeah, very yeah. like choppy and not the best, but some streams were a little better than others. Like some movies, like little short horror movies were pretty cool just to yeah. be in there as opposed to you know watching it. It's it's a totally different experience, I guess. In VR right. just being in it versus uh yeah, it's, it's cool. I, I think it'll get there. You know, I think if people keep buying VR and it becomes easier and, you know, it's not as much of an investment, I think uh, mm-hmm. you'll see people do some really cool stuff with it. Uh, you know, just put you in a way, like a football game, for example, you know, just be right. in a football game as opposed to or in the stands. or. Yeah.
1: Right. I'm surprised. The, yeah, I, I could definitely see the NFL doing that like soon, mm-hmm. you know, where they have a camera on the sideline, So you're like right next to the players and stuff like that. That would be like yeah. amazing. Maybe but that's what they're
3: hiring the XFL for they said maybe yeah that's their whole point right is to try out new new stuff so maybe that'll yeah uh, that'll be one of them
1: I mean yeah I mean I like I'll give my full review I guess once I I get it but like it really seems like they're moving in the right direction and to be able to like you know three three four hundred bucks for something like that that's pretty impressive in of itself so yeah hopefully uh they continue on with it I'm I'm really excited it's amazing like how, how far it's come
3: it's funny it's the really like mundane things that seem to entertain me the most in vr (laughs) like uh there's one that's it's the moon landing like and it just goes through like you watching tv in the you know 60s to you like getting ready going up the elevator going into the spaceship and then doing the whole thing it's like it was it's just cool it's like you feel like you're there and I don't know, just, it's little things like that that I find the most amusing, or uh, or Batman. <laughs> I don't know if they have Batman outside of yeah. the PlayStation, but uh, you become Batman, you go to the Batcave, you put on the suit, it's like super fucking cool,
1: so. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, I saw, it when we were looking through, there was like job simulator ones, oh, like where like you're working at a supermarket and stuff. I'm like, wow, like that's like entertaining to people. <laughs> it, it's, that's what my nieces were actually playing, is job
3: simulator. Really? Yeah. It's super fucking fun. Uh, Is it? Yeah, yeah it's That's just, what I
2: think I told Joe, it's like, <laughs> I would do that one.
3: Yeah. It's just fun to mess around. And you know, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. uh, I have a lot of fun. It's actually the one that almost got me hurt though. Uh, I oh, played no. the one where you're at like at a store and you're just like at the counter, like a kind of seven 11 type store. And <laughs> I, I was playing like for an hour and you become so like into the VR that I was mm-hmm. waiting for the next customer. And I leaned <laughs> on the counter there's no counter. <laughs> so, oh, no. Yeah.
1: <laughs> fell on my face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's oh awesome. my gosh. Yeah. Oh, nice. Well, yeah. I'm excited. We'll get it this weekend. And I'm excited to see Sam play with it because she didn't really get to play with it as much as I did when we played it the one time. So she just got to try that plank game and she wouldn't even step out from <laughs> yeah, the elevator onto the trippy. plank. So. Yeah.
3: Yeah. they
2: should do like a zoo one where you're a zookeeper or like they probably do
1: they have one where you pet animals and stuff for sure yeah
3: yeah
2: oh cool it's
1: right yeah. up sam's alley yeah <laughs> so yeah i'm excited to try all the horror stuff on there and the excess one i didn't even know about that so i'm excited <laughs> to try that one too now yeah, just...
3: i'll give you some recommendations once uh are those just
2: on any vr system steve or is it like a particular one it,
3: it depends like uh it depends which game some of them are on all the vr systems some are mm-hmm. exclusive mm-hmm. to their own platform and stuff but uh, there, there's a lot so you know right. if you can't play one specific one there i'm sure you'll find some other cool stuff
2: yeah mm-hmm.
1: is, do you think the quest is the best one to get right now or would you recommend like the playstation yeah. one
3: no yeah. uh, the, the problem with the playstation one is a you need a playstation so right already you're you know way more uh, to do and also the playstation one is tethered so you're uh, okay which sucks you know uh, that's kind of a bad thing but they have their Mm -hmm. psvr 2 coming out at the end of the year so we'll see how that goes but for now Mm -hmm. i think uh oculus quest uh 2 is probably the best idea the only reason i don't have it is because i don't have a pc so i don't have anything to load the games on you know Uh, you Mm -hmm. need a pc so i only have a mac and it doesn't work very well on mac apparently so we'll see yeah Mm -hmm.
1: all right we ready to get into some questions gents yes we are uh yes (laughs) and yeah. gents and i said well gents sorry gentlemen and lady is that better
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: you can ask us
3: questions on social media at the horror squad podcast or on the discord where there's always a lot of great conversations going on uh right now we're actually voting for our march um, movie club pick so we'll see what we do and look forward to seeing everyone and seeing what we review after doing the house in february so the first series of questions are audio questions. They come from Chuck. So Chuck, what is your first question?
0: Hey, Horror Squad. Chuck here with a few questions. First question, what horror movie franchise or single horror movie would you like to see a TV show made of?
1: Ah, oh, man. There's I'm trying to think. Um, let's go with. All right, someone else go. I can't think.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, just off the top of my head, Get Out could be a cool one. It could kind of be like a oh. Twilight Zone.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, well, the premise is the same for the most part, but just like different scenarios with different people and stories and stuff like that.
3: Would you make an anthology?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, may, I mean, would it be considered an anthology? Like maybe partial anthology where it's like
1: Oh, partially. The same like, diff-
2: thing, but it's like different white people who are doing the brain stuff and then like a different main character of what that family is wanting that person for. Do you know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm. So are you saying like maybe a different character every season or like, are you just saying like a whole day, di- like it's the every same season thing or get every get
2: or every episode. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm.
1: that could be interesting i like that i'm gonna go with trick or treat i think you know it was already great as its own standalone anthology and if you made a tv series about it where you had a different like halloween themed episode every week and kind of have sam like kind of in there in the background or maybe not introducing it because he doesn't talk really or anything but you know just kind of have him there some way somehow um that could be really fun
3: yeah for sure Uh, I'm going to go outside of the box a little on this one. Uh, I would say the platform. Uh, I feel there's a lot of stories that they can tell from the perspective of different levels. And I think it could be a really interesting show where, you know, uh, every episode is like, let's say it's five characters that you follow that are on different floors. And each episode, you know, they change over the floors and you see their experiences either being on top or on the bottom. At to like kind of same time so i think there's just a lot of stories you could tell i'm actually watching that uh, gordon ramsay version of the platform there i think it's called uh, something levels uh, it's like a food show and the whole time i'm watching it i'm like i wish i was watching the platform because <laughs> it's just not as interesting but uh yeah i think it'd make it a cool different show i'm surprised the u.s hasn't adapted it already but uh, i guess we'll see hmm
1: uh, that just made me you talking about the platform just made me for, for whatever reason made me think of uh another foreign uh language show which is Squ- squid game and shout out to them because they just won um two big awards at the screen actors guild awards last night um the lead actor and lead actress both won for uh best actor and actress in the television series so shout out to them
2: awesome mm-hmm. That's
0: amazing. all right chuck what is your
3: second question
0: what vampire movie had the most terrifying vampires or which ones do you think were done the best
1: uh i'm gonna go with 30 days at night they just like seemed extra terrifying to me and they just worked they just worked so well and that's another one i gotta revisit because i i haven't seen that since it first came out but i remember loving it and
2: that's a good answer um i don't know i feel like i haven't seen too many vampire movies So I'm just gonna piggyback onto what Joe says because they're super fast and they're really strong and they just, they're brutal. Like they just do not give a shit, you know? That's scary.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say two of them. One from *Dust Till Dawn, I thought the vampires were pretty brutal and like kind of almost zombie-ish vampires, which was really cool. And also one that doesn't get a lot, that that people don't talk about much is Blade 2. The vampires in Blade 2 specifically are very like, crazy they're they got these big mouth things that uh, happen and it's just like it's a really good movie and i think super underrated uh in the vampire genre so that would be that the idea.
2: one with uh ryan reynolds
3: no that's blade three trinity um blade two is the one <sighs> talk with, about um, a
2: classic blade three ryan reynolds let's go
3: <laughs> yeah and jessica biel so.
2: yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah and triple h for those wrestling fans uh dominic Persali there's a bunch of people in that movie that uh, eventually like Got more famous after that movie, so it's interesting to see. Uh, actually, speaking of that, in part two, actually, is Norman Reedus. Um, he plays like one of Blade's assistants, so it's weird to see him like super <laughs> early on like that. So, very cool. All right, uh, Chuck, what is your third question?
0: If you had to fight a hundred vampires or 10,000 zombies, which one would you choose?
1: Probably zombies. Cause they're like mindless, right? So it, I mean, I guess it depends what type of zombies you're going for. But I just, I'm just thinking, you know, slow Ramero walking, zombies, yeah. walking, yeah, Romero zombies. Um, so yeah, I'd much rather fight zombies that are kind of mindless, and because I mean, vampires are extremely, um, intelligent for the most part. You know, they've always been portrayed that way. So yeah.
2: Yeah, I feel like you see slow zombies more often than slow vampires i've never seen a slow vampire um so i'm definitely fighting zombies
3: yeah i'm the same if you do like a 300 situation funnel them and you mm-hmm. know pick them off i think you have a better chance in 100 100 vampires which are unpredictable and i mean they can maybe fly and there's a lot of stuff that vampires uh, could do that would fuck you up so yeah, I definitely picked the zombies as well.
1: When are we going to get a flying zombie? It's going to happen one day, I'm telling it's gonna you. It's going to happen. Yeah, I mean <laughs> they're going to start <laughs> flying. <laughs> you know what? It's probably out there
3: somewhere. So if people yeah. let us know mm-hmm. if there's a flying zombie movie, I will definitely watch it, but yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. That'd be awesome.
3: All right. And what is Chuck's last
0: question? Steve, pouvez-vous recommander un film sur TV? I realized I butchered that, but I was wondering, Steve, if you could recommend a film on Tubi or uh, Joe, Sam, Todd, anybody have any good recommendations for a, either a really terrible movie or a really good movie on Tubi. Thanks guys. Look forward to the episode.
3: Pulled out the French on that one. So I was very, impressed I know that was, I
2: was Yeah, he,
3: he, he really we never went out of his
1: comfort Steve. zone. We never hear Steve speak French. So uh, you nice won't to because <laughs> I, I cut that part <laughs> out. <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
3: Yeah, so do you have oh, a film Tubi. on Tubi that you know off the top of your head that you would recommend?
2: No, I think I've only watched Tubi maybe twice. Shame. I know it's <laughs> I know it's a shame because they are our biggest sponsor.
1: That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I watch Tubi a lot, but like I, I'm just looking back. Let me do a little deep dive here. And what do you what
2: think the ma- what's, what's the majority um, type of what am I trying to say? What's the most? I can't think right now what's the most popular horror genre they have like what type on tubi on tubi what low you budget.
3: Say? like super mm-hmm. low budget
2: mm-hmm.
3: horror movies that you've never like heard of in fact if there's you really some go gems
2: in there right
3: yeah yeah there's gems in there that's the thing but you gotta search for them uh if you really go down the rabbit hole of like tubi horror movies something you'll start noticing is some of the uh posters for movies sometimes uh Ha- like you'll see the same poster like four times for different movies mm-hmm. because they're using, you know, like a, a stock image <laughs> the yeah. posters that they bought and oh, just change the title. So yeah, it's, it's some super low budget stuff, but th- finding those gems to me is like almost like a sport, you know, it's, you, you watch a lot of crap, but once in a while you find that one that you can recommend mm-hmm. to people. Mm-hmm.
1: It's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go with good night mummy from 2014. It's from the same directors that did the lodge. Um, which is a movie I loved, and Good Night, me is really good as well. So if you're a fan of The Lodge, I think you'll definitely like this one as well. That's a pass for me. Uh. Oh, you didn't like that one? I didn't like The Lodge, <laughs> that one. Oh, you didn't so. like? The, well, maybe you like this one. I mean, it's yeah. different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: um. So I have three that I wrote down. Two that I've talked to. Well, I've, I've probably talked about these at some point in the show. But uh, The Undertaker, um, starring uh, was it? Joseph Sp- Spicali, or sorry, I forget his name. The guy from uh, Maniac. <laughs> Just the greasiest horror film you've, you'll ever watch, except maybe the greasy Strangler. <laughs> so it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's really something to behold. I, people never talk about it for some reason, but I think it's worth checking out. The next one is Splinter. So this one is about um, like these zombie porcupines that, like they're they shoot quills at people and they become kind of zombified porcupine monsters and the premise is really ridiculous but the movie is fucking fantastic and super underrated and i cannot recommend it enough like i couldn't believe how good this fucking movie is in fact i put it down as my choice for the March review on our Discord, and then no one's voting for it because it's so underrated. But I definitely think people should check it out. And the last one is Mennonite of the Living Dead. I've talked about that one before. It's kind of a biased pick uh, because I kind of know the star of it. Um, it's not strong on the horror, but I think he does a great job at comedy. And I definitely got a few laughs from it. So it just got on Tubi a few weeks ago. So I'd say check it out, Mennonite of the Living Dead. So that's my three picks. All right. Uh, let's go over to our discord for some questions there first one is from cody odd job versus 007 team team movie or team tv show which do you think is the better roommates so looking specifically at roommates we're not talking about uh you know the the movie or the show just who do you think has is the best group of roommates
2: out of the movie or the show
3: like, yeah, ensemble. Yeah. You have to live either with the TV show characters or the movie characters. Which one do you pick?
2: Um, it's tough.
1: I'm going to go with the TV show because we got Guillermo living with us because they don't have a familiar living with them in the movie. And I think Guillermo, you know, he takes care of the house and, you know, yeah, I know they got the familiar in the movie, but she just doesn't hit the same. So I'm going uh, the TV show one.
2: I mean, Guillermo's great, um, but I'm going to go with the movie Because I feel like they're not as annoying. (laughs) And that's annoying as where I left off in season two. I have not finished it. So I'm like in a I'm in a sticky place with that show currently. (laughs)
1: Living with Colin would be tough. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck that dude.
3: Especially (laughs) that he always wants attention and stuff. (laughs) Yeah, like I
2: already got Joe. Thanks though.
3: I'm gonna go a with the TV show in this case. Uh, you know, I, it's the movie's a sausage fest, and I think that would get yeah. uh, you know very annoying. So I, I need some Nadia in my life, not mm-hmm. Jeff. So I think for that reason alone, uh, I would pick the TV show. But you're right. You know, having a familiar like yeah, Garmo would definitely be you know advantageous. You know, the one in the mm-hmm. movie it doesn't seem to do very much work. <laughs> like she, uh, she just pops in in and out here and there. So yeah, I think that would be great. Uh, we have another question, but I think it's two movie related, so I'm going to ask it when we actually review the movie a little bit later on, so I'll go over to some of our other social medias. Uh, next question is from Goblin Parade. What are some horror movies you didn't really like the first time, but after a rewatch, you now enjoy? Good question. Very
1: good question. I don't change my opinion all that much, honestly, but there are times I def- um, I tend to um... One being um, Puppet Master, the is Reich. The first time I saw that one, I didn't really like that one. But then uh, on a rewatch, I ended up actually having a lot more fun with it. So that that's one that like definitely sticks out in my head. That's one that's like the newest Puppet Master that's come out for those of you who don't know the whole lineage of the 20 puppet master movies there are (laughs) but that one was actually nice because it was like a kind of a reboot full moon didn't do it really they kind of like sold off the rights and a new studio took it over so yeah
2: um i wish there were more that came to mind but this is gonna make joe a little sad so mine would be the witch because the first time that i saw it i think i watched it out it was was it a theater release the witch i can't remember
1: yeah it was
2: I don't know if I saw it in theater I can't I feel like I would have but anyways I just it I just don't like period pieces like I just it takes a lot for me to get into them um but yeah the witch I liked it better like the more I watch it
3: um for me uh, there's two that come to mind uh Krampus and Killer Clowns from Outer Space Uh, didn't love them either of them the first time I watched them I don't know if it's expectation or whatever it was but both of them when I went through their Halloween Horror Nights house I gained a new appreciation for them and then I watched the movies again and like really love them both now so it just took I guess context and an understanding to really get into them so that would be my two answers there
1: I got two more and one that sam can go on board with too is uh, the original and the original annabelle we oh, you know yeah. both didn't think we both thought we really disliked that movie and then we decided to do an annabelle marathon yeah we ended up thinking that one actually wasn't so bad after yeah, all. I forgot so, all about that mm-hmm. so that one was pretty good and then the other one was in my head and now i don't remember <laughs> <laughs> <All> okay <good. laughs> shit yeah, it's all right whatever all right, that's enough. Um, she also had the the reverse question: What
3: are some horror movies you really liked the first time you saw them and didn't hold up on a rewatch?
1: No, that's a great question. Um, God, I'm trying to think. I feel like once like I like a movie, it's tough for me to be like, oh, it's not as good the second time around. I'm sure there's something out there. I just nothing that's coming to my head right now. I'm looking around at my collection to see.
2: Hmm. I can't think of anything. That's
1: cool. Yeah, it's definitely tougher.
3: Yeah. Uh, see, uh, to me, this was actually easier, sadly. Okay. Um, really? Yeah. Well, when we did our 90s episode last summer. That's true, yeah. Uh, I started rewatching effect. a lot of the movies from the 90s. And I was just like, it was constant disappointment. I mean, 13 Ghosts didn't like it as much the, last, the next time. Um, House on Haunted Hill didn't like it as much on rewatch. Um, there's just a bunch of them that I watched. And it's like, damn, this is like wow <laughs> these are bad <laughs> you know House uh, on Haunted Hill because we reviewed specifically I remember it was on my top 10 because I made my list early and when we reviewed it, I was like my god it's not even close to anywhere in my top 10 it's, it's actually pretty bad so sometimes you know nostalgia and memories just don't hold up to this day especially I find especially in the 90s uh, and early 2000s because that's when CGI was like prevalent more than ever. And it wasn't that good yet. So people were using it like crazy to not really a good effect. You know, I think of House on a Hill did it, uh, The Haunting did it. Uh, there's a bunch of movies that just, wow, the CGI did not hold up at all. And unfortunately that hurts the movie today. So, yeah. So that's it for the questions for right now. We're going to do more at the end of the episode because they are what we do in the shadows related, but first. A little return to form here on our podcast because we are back to having some Deadly Grounds coffee.
1: Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee, coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly use the front door oh they're so disgusting all righty folks what watched what have you been watching all right uh so
3: the reason that we're doing a vampire episode this week is the day this episode is released is the 100th anniversary of nosferatu uh from 1922 and you know i was like i when i mentioned it to the other squad members i'm like we, we should somehow honor this moment, but I don't know if Nosferatu itself is really worth reviewing because there isn't a t- ton to talk about Nosferatu. Uh, and we wanted to do Shadow of, the Empire, uh, Shadow of the Vampire, but we couldn't find it anywhere. It's like not on streaming anywhere. You have to basically buy it on eBay at this point, which really sucks. So that's why we did the vote for the vampires. But I did end up watching Nosferatu. Uh, I have not seen since college and I was interested to revisit it because it had been so long. So Nosferatu is, um, it's about a guy who gets a memo from Count Orlock and he wants to basically buy a property. Uh, that's, like, in front of his building. Uh, So he goes to Transylvania and meets with him. And then, of course, like, vampire thing starts happening. He gets bit, and he goes back, and he falls sick. And then Count Orlok makes his way to the new property uh, by, like, a boss, carrying his own coffin around like it's like a like a box it's a weird weirdest thing I've ever seen uh he like literally comes off the ship grabs this coffin and just like holds it like you would hold like a like your sh- like a shipping box you know <laughs> just like walking around going to his new place it's really uh creepy uh counter Orlock is super uh creepy this movie has great uh, shadow work like they show him in the shadows a lot and the guy max streck who plays him plays it so good like he's to think that this was made a hundred years ago is like crazy because the makeup is really on point uh his performance is really on point it's almost like he had seen a bunch of vampire movies and had done this performance based off those but to think that there's really not much before this to draw reference from was super impressive and it's creepy I mean the score is pretty creepy the way the film is shot really marked me Because they use filming techniques in this that, like, even today, people don't do because they're hard to do. You know, we're talking about, like, ghost effects, like, by, uh, you know, putting two screens together. Uh, The cinematography is just, like, fantastic. Like, they use cinema techniques that it blows my mind that someone made this in 1922. And the film is solid. Like, it's a really good movie. Um, Like I said I don't think there's a ton to talk about necessarily because it is a silent era film so it's all told in actions and a couple storyboards where they kind of put the dialogue uh, on boards, but uh, I really highly recommend that people watch this if you're a horror fan it's important to horror history. And it holds up a hundred years, and this movie is still fucking creepy. So I highly, highly recommend you check it out. It plays like on a ton of services. I personally watched it on Tubi, I believe, or maybe it was Prime. I don't remember, but uh, definitely check it out. That's Nosferatu from 1922.
2: Tubi.
1: Tubi. Tubi. Is that the first silent movie you've watched in forever, Steve? I'm sure. No, I've w- I've watched a few actually. Uh, it's yeah. the first
3: one that I talk about on the show though. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's very re- it's good. It's a it's a really good one.
1: Mm -hmm. yeah it's only what an hour right total uh it's like an hour 10 minutes i think so hour 10 yeah Mm -hmm.
3: yeah, i'm actually i've never seen the 1970s remake of it uh it's also on tubi i'm gonna check it out probably this week because i am very interested but uh, sorry, i'm really excited
1: it's been talked about forever but um well basically since the witch came out but the director of the witch um it's um his name is escaping me right now um but uh he is supposed to be doing a uh Nosferatu remake with Anya Taylor-Joy and they both like signed on for it and it's just been on the back burner ever since I'm hoping that the greenlit may be after the Northmen but I think he would be like the perfect director to take that over too. so we'll I, I agree his
3: his work in like black and white and shadows and yeah everything like that is like top-notch and yeah I, mm-hmm. I
1: totally agree and he's the type that would make it like a silent film again too like you know he did black and white with you know uh any shot he you know he with the witch he legit only used tools from that time era to build the movie sets and then in the lighthouse he used um you know like the black and white cameras like from that era the movie was supposed to take place in so like he's like all about authenticity so yeah I'm i'm excited i hope it happens yeah, Robert. All Eggers right, my is fir- awesome. Robert Eggers. That's who it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, my first one tonight is a screener we received. Uh, it is a true crime documentary. Documentary called "The Missing Children." Um, this is a three-part documentary series. Um, it premieres. Um, it's actually it's going to be premiering exclusively on Topic March third, um, which not sure what that exactly topic is but you know you guys can figure that out (laughs) i'm assuming it's some sort of uh streaming service of the million we have but uh yeah i'm sure you know this will be available uh, vod eventually as well uh all right so this one is about a children basically a children's home in ireland um back in the 50s and 60s it takes you through but um it was a home a catholic home um, that the church made for unwed mothers. Um, and they sent these women there to basically, you know, have the children there and take care of the children and whatnot. Uh, and essentially a lot of these children ended up the mothers, you know, some of these children obviously were abandoned by these mothers because for whatever reason they were too young or, you know, they were, they didn't have a, a father, uh, you know so they just kind of abandoned the children and stuff like that so uh what happens is a lot of these children went missing and unaccounted for and this documentarian kind of goes over like where did these children go what happened to them uh because so what it is there was 796 children that um there was records of their death but they decided to do a little digging and no one could find their grave, the graves for these children uh, or any sort of burial records or anything. So uh, yeah, it's basically a, another black eye on the Catholic church, you know, obviously, I mean, this time in over in Ireland, instead of obviously in America, we had our own um, or North American general. I don't know if uh, Canada was involved in the whole sex abuse scandal too. Yeah. 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 right so that obviously was the big one uh over here in north america but in this obviously over in ireland in the 60s um yeah like it's really fucked up like and sad uh if you're into true crime i'd say this is a a definite uh must watch it's really really interesting very sad and just another just like black eye absolute black eye on the catholic church because like i I had never heard of this i had never even heard about this before and it happened you know over 40 years ago but essentially they were i don't want to give too much away but uh they end up finding like a a mass grave that they were putting a lot of these kids in in a septic tank. they found a septic tank and a mass grave um on the property uh but yeah i mean it goes down a whole bunch of other rabbit holes a bunch of obviously swept under the rug stuff and whatnot so yeah i mean true true crime junkies and whatnot this is a definite watch for you guys so yeah i'd recommend it the missing children
3: that's really unfortunate that shit's happening right now in canada um Mm -hmm. again the catholic church specifically and the canadian government at the time uh they brought they put indigenous children into these residential schools where they all put them together and they did kill them and hide them um and only now in like you know the last few years they've been seeing they've been finding these graves and it's just absolutely horrible that what people have been doing to these kids these families and it's yeah it's terrible so definitely a, a topic that's on everyone's you know mind these days so yeah. I'm sure it's a very interesting documentary
1: did i think did i discuss that um with you steve prior i because i started listening to a podcast about like the indigenous children in canada like the missing indigenous i forget what the name of the podcast was but it was really good
3: yeah yeah it's a, it's a terrible story unfortunately mm-hmm. yeah it's it still, is. still being uncovered to this day you know like yeah. every couple months where they find a whole mm-hmm. new mass grave and crazy um yeah and speaking of sad events um you know, there's a lot of really bad shit going on in Ukraine right now with uh, Russia, you know, basically invading them. So I decided to check out a Ukrainian film uh, just to kind of support, you know, them in any way I can, just to see what kind of stuff they were coming out with and stuff like that and the talent that comes out of that country. So I watched a movie from 1993 over on Tubi. Uh, maybe it was, no, it wasn't Tubi, sorry, it was um, Shudder, over on Shudder uh, called Dark Waters. So in this one, a a woman goes to a uh, kind of mysterious convent on an island where she has a link to that convent that are a bunch of nuns who are trying to, like, resurrect this demon. And they need to find pieces of this amulet to uh, resurrect this demon. And it's just, like, that's basically the premise. Like, that's all it is. It's this one woman trying to go there and stop them from resurrecting this demon. I' never heard of this movie before, um, but holy shit. The story is a little muddled. Like there's a lot of things going on, and I didn't quite understand. The dialogue wasn't conveying exactly what was going on, But the imagery of this movie is insane. It's like a super scary um, religious horror film. and I, I love religious horror. So this is right down my alley. There are some really scary scenes in this. There are crucifixions and flying, like, demon nuns and it's got a lot of really cool scenes that made it really memorable for that reason uh it's just too bad that the story i thought wasn't that great because if they had a solid story with that imagery it would have been a classic but unfortunately the story kind of lets uh you know there's a lot to be desired there so yeah man uh dark waters I'd recommend it still, even though the story isn't great just to see some of that imagery and some of the crazy shit they do in that movie. I think it's definitely worth it. So that's over on shutter.
1: Nice. Alrighty. Uh, my next one is a 2020 release. Uh, you can check it out over on HBO max, uh, and it is called the empty man. Uh, this one um i've been wanting to check this one out for a while because i had heard like such i had seen it make some of the best of the year lists uh because i think it was ended up making i think it did end up coming out in 2021 last year so i didn't see it making some of the best of 2021 lists and then i heard other people saying yeah it wasn't so great and whatnot so i was excited to check this one out uh this one is about uh god this movie's a Uh, has a lot going uh, on in it Uh, but essentially it is about a a a retired cop who ends up uh, his neighbor neighbor's daughter ends up going missing um, and the mother kind of hires him to kind of investigate what happened to her uh, and yeah so basically w- when she goes missing the mother goes into the room and it says uh you know on the mirror in blood the empty man made me do it so he goes and starts investigating into this empty man mythology um so the urban basically what he comes to find out is that this girl and i'm not gonna spoil anything so this is just kind of basic plot um but basically hit the girl and her friends There is an urban legend that when you go uh, on a bridge at night and you find a bottle on the bridge, you blow into the bottle. Everyone takes turns, and the empty man is supposed to, you know, appear or whatnot. Uh, So that is kind of the mythos of the empty man. And... uh, he goes down a rabbit hole and we end up finding out a lot more is involved and i will leave it at that because i really feel the less you know about this movie going in is definitely for the better because this movie takes so many different twists and turns um with one of the cool, better intros i've seen in a horror movie in a long time it's almost like this movie is almost like three separate movies so we get an intro that's about 25 minutes long and that's intro we don't even see the title card until the end of that intro which is about 25 minutes into the movie um but that the intro is really impressive um and then you get this second part which is when i started getting a little concerned about the movie because it turns it kind of devolves into a like bye bye man-esque type movie which i didn't really like the bye bye man uh and it just i was like all right i this is just like gonna be like a typical like dumb teenagery type horror movie but then we get to the third act which is like a completely different movie um and it just turns it just keeps turning itself like into different movies and it man I really love I really loved this movie it was great it would easily have been in my top 10 um last year had I seen it um not high top 10 but it definitely would have made you know the lower tier of my top 10 yeah it's like super fascinating um i loved the mythology of it all um you know there's i don't want to say too much because i really don't want to give anything away but i i really liked where this movie went it was very um it was handled very like well like with all the twists and everything and it's long that's my only complaint it's two hours and 15 minutes which is way too long for like a horror movie but I felt like it kind of needed the, the runtime uh, to get through everything it needed to get through. Because like at first, I was like, "Wow, this intro was re- like it was unnecessary for a lot, you know, for a lot of the runtime of the movie." Because it's like almost a half hour long. But then you find you find out why this intro was so integral to the movie, and you're like, "Well, you can't cut that because it was it ended up being very important." Uh, so yeah, um, my only complaint in the runtime. Everything else I thought was great. So that's on HBO Max. Is that what you said? HBO. Yeah. HBO Max here in America. I'm not sure about Canada, but.
3: Okay. So, one last one this week uh, for me, a little special three because uh, Todd is not here. It's uh, a movie I watched over on Tubi because it was leaving today, Tubi. So, I got panicked and I wanted to watch it before I left. It's from 1978 and it is the remake of Invasion of the Body Snatchers. So this movie stars Donald Sutherland. Uh, It's got Jeff Goldblum and Leonard Nimoy, of all people. Uh, So the story of this one is Donald Sutherland plays a health inspector. And uh, he's like in love with his assistant. And they start realizing that his assistant's husband is acting super weird all of a sudden. Like he doesn't feel like he's himself. He's talking to random people. And she's she's getting like concerned about it. And as they're trying to figure it out, they start noticing other people are also going through the same thing. Like she overhears a woman at a book signing that is saying basically the same thing about her husband, how he just suddenly changed and started acting weird. So that puts them on a path with uh, Letter Nimoy's character, who's kind of helping him out, figuring out this mystery, what's going on. And at the same time, they start thinking there's also these really weird plants that are growing across the city and and they're wondering if that's somehow involved, because that's the only thing that they can figure that might, that kind of happened around the same time. And then the story just goes into uh, this crazy kind of path where uh, this plant thing is recreating uh, humans and then killing off the human that are kind of cloned and then taking over their lives. And all for the cause of this alien species that came down to earth uh, in these plants. And it becomes Donald Sutherland's kind of job to try to figure it out and warn everybody. He's trying to warn police. He's trying to warn the mayor. But the further he gets, the more people are corrupted. So no one's really on his side anymore. And, you know, if you haven't seen it, I won't spoil the rest of it. But it ends on a bit of a twist. It's known as one of the bigger horror twists, I would say. I've seen a lot of top tens on uh, the biggest twist endings in the movie. I remembered really, really liking this. In fact, I probably even featured it on a YouTube video once in my favorite twists. Uh, but this goes into the, you know, upon rewatching it, maybe it wasn't as good as I remembered. Uh, the score isn't really that good. You know, it's, it's rare that I say that, that I noticed that a score is, like, to me almost counterproductive to the movie but i felt that was the way it was in this movie uh the effects are pretty good though i will give it that the acting's superb but i mean look at the people who are involved in it uh but the biggest complaint i have with the movie it's kind of boring at times like there's a lot of time spent where they're just kind of sitting around contemplating what to do and unfortunately that doesn't make for a very interesting movie and i do find that the story is a little muddled like it's not a clear what's going on who's you know, like, unlike They Live, for example, which I watched recently as well, uh, they have, like, something to make you know who's an alien and who isn't, where in this one you really don't know because they're really just humans that are acting weird. So it's not as clear who, who's, like, who's corrupted, who isn't. So it plays a little bit into it, but I think if there was some kind of sign that you knew that they were other than just like emotional signs, I think it would have been a little bit better, but still a classic movie uh, that's invasion of the body snatchers over on 2B nice.
1: I don't know if I've ever actually seen that one yeah so maybe, I'll,
3: maybe i'll give it a shot i don't know uh, yeah i'll have to find somewhere else in tubi it's leaving me <laughs> <so. laughs> yeah, right. all right i'm telling you man that stupid leaving soon on tubi makes me panic every <laughs> single month like yeah. oh my god i gotta consume all these random fucking movies
1: yeah, mm-hmm. i missed out on Bio- biodome which, what the guy saying? oh man you know, not i know wow. like my whole, my whole year is ruined <laughs> i Oof, man i haven't watched that movie i i remember loving that movie yeah, when i was too. younger but i could not imagine it held out like i just <laughs> cannot there's imagine another it, it example of a movie well. that uh, yeah. probably did hold up right definitely i i think like any paulie movie probably did not hold up too Correct. well I mean, if i watched it as an adult <laughs> but all right all right, well, ladies and gentlemen, with no Todd tonight, it is the return of horror news. I know a lot of you guys enjoy this segment, so we are bringing it back. We are actually, I think we're going to be end up doing it uh, bi-weekly. We're going to change uh, out questions and tri- and um, horror news. So we're going to keep it as a reoccurring segment. So hope you guys enjoy it. All right, so let's start with the biggest news of the week probably something that just broke today actually um as of this uh, recording of the podcast anyway is Juice 2 it it may actually be happening ladies and gentlemen it's been being talked about now for 30 years or so um but this I think quite possibly could be legit uh as comicbook.com is reporting it as well as blade discussing also picked it up. So um, these are reputable sources. Uh, so currently the news that has been leaked about this is that uh, Brad Pitt's movie studio plan B has um, signed on to produce the movie and Michael Keaton and Winona Ryder have both verbally agreed to return to reprise um, their characters and it could be shooting, ladies and gentlemen, as early as this summer of 2022, which is just crazy to me that they could drop it uh, this uh, early, but that seems to be the thing. Now, um, that's really all it's come. Now, it's not officially official yet because the studio has not green officially greenlit this yet. Apparently, it is going to be getting pitched to the studio very shortly. I don't see how the studio does not greenlight this, though. I just feel like the money... Like, I mean, the amount of money this movie would probably make. I mean, people have been wanting Beale just for years. The property is still just as popular as ever. You got Tim Burton. I'm sure Tim Burton would I don't know if Tim Burton would come back or not. That that is one thing that is not officially official yet. Um, but I would think I don't know if Tim Burton, I don't know if Michael Keaton and Winona would come back if Tim Burton wasn't involved, but who knows? Maybe they would, obviously. But you know, Michael Keaton's career obviously back on the upswing. Um, so I, I'm sure that's kind of why. Uh, this news is coming to fruition, but I, I mean, what do you guys think? I mean, do you think this is finally the time this Beal just 2 happens?
2: I'm not believing it until Steve confirms it for me.
1: Uh, I, I heard the same thing as
3: Joe, uh, that they might film the summer and everything. Let me put it this way. It's at this point, it's now or never. Uh, Michael Keaton is at the peak of his second career. <laughs> you know, um, I mean, he's uh, about to be Vulture and Batman again. Uh, he just won a SAG award like d- yesterday, the day we recorded. Uh, like his career is at the point where it could sustain his name alone, can sustain a new Beetlejuice movie. Uh, Why Not a Writer is also kind of in the news, you know, because she's in Stranger Things and everything. So I think this would be like the peak time to do Beetlejuice too. So I could see a studio taking advantage of all those stars aligning, uh, even Catherine O'Hara. Shit, like you know make the movie five years ago people was like oh that's the mom from home alone but now like she's super popular and also kind of at the peak of her career so yeah I think this is this is it like this is your moment so get it get it going so this summer seems a little that worries me a little bit I gotta say especially if it's not confirmed because it seems like a movie with the world that they build that would require a lot more time But who knows? Maybe they've been working on it a year. You know, that's how it works sometimes in the movie studio. So I'm curious. I'm, I hope it happens.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is the t- definitely the time to make it end with, of course, the rebirth of or the resurgence or whatever you want to call it, of the requel. Now is the time. You know, the requels are hot right now. So, I, you know, getting that direct sequel to Bill. I mean, do you think it's necessary to bring back, like, everyone? Do you bring back... Um, Gina Davis I mean I don't think Alec Baldwin's coming back uh, unfortunately he's such an integral part of that first movie but with what he's going through right now I don't yeah, see him me neither back. is
3: Jeffrey Jones so
1: yeah no right um, so
3: no you don't need to bring back everyone I think as long as you have the main two stars I'd say Catherine Harrow would be more of a cameo if anything Right. Um, no I think as long as you have Keaton and Winona Writer, I heard Danny Elfman is in- interested in coming back to uh, score it mm-hmm. And it would just be missing Tim Burton, but I don't know if he's actually. It doesn't he say if he's attached yeah, or not. So
1: it does. Yeah, he, they said they. There's no word of that. Do you think it's integral for Burton to come back? I th- kind of think it is. You I don't. Think I,
3: so? I don't. Um, no, I, I think they can do it without him. I mean, obviously, it'd be better if he does it, but I <laughs> yeah. think maybe he was the hold off. Maybe the studios mm-hmm. like we waited as long as we could, so we're gonna do this mm-hmm. without you. I mean, people have taken franchises before, you know, and done good things with them. But yeah, and again, some didn't like Ghostbusters needed the right mints to come back and kind of course correct it. But
1: yeah, we'll see. We will. We'll see. All right. Well, here's another one. Exciting news for Steve. I'm sure he already knows about it, but some new developments regarding the Haunted Mansion movie that will be hitting theaters. It will not be coming directly to Disney Plus. It is going to be coming to theaters with an official release date of March 10th. 2023. Uh Justin Simeon will be directing. Um, horror fans will know him best for doing bad hair, um, which was a Hulu um direct movie. Uh, Sam and I both um enjoyed that one. Um, and a little bit uh, about the uh cast that has signed on for it. So far, we have Tiffany Haddish, Owen Wilson, Rosario Dawson, and Danny DeVito, ladies and gentlemen. Danny DeVito has signed on. He will be playing Uh, The smug professor character, whatever that means. Um, But the film will follow a mother and her her son who come across a mansion that is more than it seems while being orbited by various characters key to undressing the spooky mystery. Um, And it will also be written by Ghostbusters 2016 writer katie depold and that is all the information we have on the haunted mansion movie for now so we'll keep you updated on that but any any more any thoughts before i move forward guys oh. <laughs> uh, yeah um i don't know
3: like my expectations are so low at this point uh based only off i mean i've said before a million times ghostbusters is like ugh, it really hurt my heart and it was the writing you know the writing and the directing because the actors were great and you know the franchise is great but if they have that crew behind haunted mansion i don't have high hopes but that's only a good thing you know they can only surprise me at that point it's just sad that the best haunted mansion adaptation we have is the muppets so i mean the muppets are great but that shouldn't be the best haunted mansion adaptation right now so we'll see what happens you know i got i'll I'll watch it but i have very low expectations
1: Mm -hmm. you excited for that one sammy
2: I mean, I was, but with Steve's points, <laughs> now it's kind of made me a little less excited.
1: Is it shocking? To, it's shocking to me that it's coming to theaters and it's not just going to be a Disney Plus release.
2: What do you? What does that mean, Steve? Like, why do you think they're doing it that way?
3: Uh, it's a bigger budget, probably, so they're <laughs> assembling a bigger crew and. I, I think the straight to streaming is going to end this year anyway.
0: Yeah, it's
3: just there's just more money to be made in the theater. I mean, look, Spider Man yeah, yeah. is like third ever right now, or third or fourth movie ever. Uh, the Batman this weekend is anticipated to make 125 million over the weekend, and uh, theater is just where the money is. You know, it uh, mm-hmm. can go to streaming two months later, and
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, I was gonna say like my ears did perk up when Joe you had mentioned that it was just going to theater and not to the Mm -hmm. streaming so I like to go see a movie in the theater you know like sure I watch I consume my other shows through streaming like I don't like taking in my movies like that you know yeah yeah, no fashioned. i mean
1: sure no i mean it's definitely fun i think it just depends on the movie right like some are better theater experiences where others aren't as necessary uh a prime example i think being like uh studio 666 the new foo fighters movie like i really want to see that but i'm not i don't know if i really want to pay the money to go see it in theaters type thing so hopefully that will come out i think we might end up covering that uh, eventually so stay tuned on that um All right, uh, next bit of news. Stranger Things 4 news. I know um, highly, highly anticipated uh, after the cliffhanger that was Stranger Things 3. Um, Well, we officially got some release dates for Stranger Things 4. And interestingly enough, this season is going to be split up into two different seasons. Um, So part one will be premiering, or volume one as they're calling, calling it, will be premiering on May 27th. 2022 and volume two will arrive on july 1st 2022 uh they said this season is also going to be twice the length of previous seasons um and yeah that's really it Uh, a little plot synopsis kind of a teaser they said uh meanwhile back in the states a new horror is beginning to surface something long buried something that connects everything i'm sure we'll be going back and forth between Um, where we left off with uh, Hopper, who obviously is still alive. I think probably the worst kept secret ever with him. Um, But of course, the uh, exciting news for horror fans is Robert England is going to be in this season playing a pretty, I think, major character. He's going to be playing uh, the character Victor Creel, a disturbed man who is imprisoned in a psychiatric hospital for a gruesome murder in the 1950s. Um, so yeah, that is all the information we currently have. Um, what do you think? Two parts? Do you think this is like a good idea, or do you think eh, too much? I mean, okay. They're <laughs> like, okay,
3: this year se- this season's gonna be in two parts, and this season is twice as long as last season. That's just yeah. two fucking seasons. Like, just yeah, like, call it, just call it that. Yeah. <laughs> we got two more seasons. Okay, we don't need to fucking make part one, part two. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just happy there's finally a date. It's been so fucking long mm-hmm. since. You know, it's interesting yeah what's it been three. two years two years yeah I feel like it's co- been longer covid right mm-hmm. that's just completely you know. yeah. yeah it might have been 20 was it 2019 maybe in the, like yeah. september 2019 that that show came out so well,
2: i thought it was supposed to come out around christmas time like just this past christmas was it not or that's just when they released a little trailer
3: they, they released like a little teaser trailer at that time around I uh i forget what event was around that time but
2: yeah no no shade to the stranger things fandom but literally i do not give a crap anymore like i've already moved on i don't even you remember say that.
1: <laughs> you say that but i wanted the new season because you're like this is, this is the best thing ever i love best it i've seen in my life you were obsessed with stranger things three when it came out you loved it i three? remember
2: i don't even remember what three was
1: that was like the fourth the one that released like on fourth of july and it was like all very like americana and like had the like the fireworks i mean i was obsessed with
2: it i i i liked the cinematography of it but it's like like i don't even know where these things are coming from like i don't even know i none of my questions have been answered so i'm over it I'm over it. Like, not. I'm over it. Nothing can blow my mind like euphoria can. So, literally, I don't care about these other shows now. <laughs> is there going to be well, a Halloween episode though in that part too?
1: It better be. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> my question. My question is, uh, I'm assuming we'll probably end up covering this on the show. Do we wait and do both parts at once, or do we? Oh, like, uh, I think
3: people want us to do like a weekly recap instead of... Oh, that's right. Okay, right? that's right. So okay, maybe we'll okay. do that. We'll have, like, a segment where we talk about the episode from the past week, or...
1: I Netflix usually dumps it all at once, yeah.
3: Yeah, if they do that, then maybe we'll just put it weekly, as if it's a yeah. weekly yeah. show, I guess.
1: Maybe. We'll see. We'll see how it goes when, when it comes out. Right. Well, a little bit of extra Stranger Things news, as they have also announced Stranger Things 5 has been greenlit, and... Maybe, Sam, you'll be happy to hear this. It will be the final season of of Stranger Things. The fifth and final season um, of Stranger Things. So that will be it. We got Stranger Things 4, two-parter. And then Stranger Things 5, they'll probably do a 10-parter and call it the the final season. Like Walking Dead has been going its final season for five years now. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I mean, do you think it's... I, I think it's probably a good time to end it I feel like it's kind of run its course at this point because it's just become like a bit repetitive right like how many like monsters can you fight in the same town over and over again um but yeah I mean it, it's been a it's been a great run so, and I think they're probably ending at the right time and the kids are all getting older now too so you kind of lose that whole uh you know adults fighting monsters is definitely isn't as fun
2: no I mean it's not even that they're getting older that makes me lose interest because you get attached to these characters so you kind of grow up with them but it's right. just like it's literally the same thing every single time like oh there's slime oh someone passes out like and you're telling me that there are like season four part a and part b is not even out but they're already trying to shove season five down my throat talking about it's greenlit. like i don't care <laughs> Like, let's why can't why does it have to be four A and four B? Just do four
3: or four and <laughs> five upsetting. and make the other one six. That's what it's I'm like. Saying. I <laughs> don't
2: understand.
3: Yeah, it's it's weird. Um, so one of the kids has to die right this season, like they kind of have to because I have to, if they if they don't kill off a kid in It'll season four, then the stakes are just not there, you know, they need to yeah. raise the stakes somehow and to me that you have to take one of the kids so which kid gets gets the the axe
1: i agree with sam i think mike would probably be because he's like the one that's probably least liked like or cared about out of like everyone so (laughs) like i feel like it because like he disappeared the whole first season right he was the one that was in the upside down so like i just feel like he's ever since he's just kind of been like I mean, he is a pretty big character but i just feel like he would be the one they would kill off out of all of them
2: but i think everyone would they would know that you're expecting that so they would make mm-hmm. it someone else
1: okay well i mean they ain't killing 11 and they ain't killing uh okay what
3: was his name was it will will,
2: will. Yeah, yeah Will, that's will. who i meant yeah yeah, yeah see that's i've already forgotten but that, that'd
3: be so cheap like it's almost cheap to kill it someone. would
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it would but like, who are you gonna else? Can you, I guess you kill out. What's her face? Um, the new character that came in,
2: uh, Mad, Mad Max, the redheaded girl there. Mad Max. Yeah, yeah, but didn't she mm-hmm. move? Didn't some of them move away? It's like
3: yeah, they're, they're like half of them moved away, but yeah, they
2: could My kill out. They could kill the
3: babysitter.
1: Kill the babysitter kid there. Yeah, as long as they don't kill Steve or
3: Dustin. Honestly, I don't care. <laughs> that that's the or only what's two What's his
2: face?
1: What's his
3: face? Who was,
2: who's her brother?
1: <laughs> her the, the babysitter, right? Oh, her brother. He's dead, right? He died in season three. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the villain. Yeah. The, like, he was like the villain. Like the right. thing went into his body. Why'd
2: he have to yeah. die?
1: <laughs> Sorry. All right. I mean, but if Tom well,
2: Holland's going to be in season five, then <laughs> there you like, go. sign They're me up.
1: <laughs> right. All right. Well, we'll keep you guys up to date on Stranger Things. And obviously, we'll be covering on this show. So stay tuned. All right, next bit of news. Jamie Lee Curtis, it is an end, ladies and gentlemen, for Laurie Strode, as she has officially wrapped on Halloween ends. Already? Uh, she took Yes, uh, she took to Instagram and left uh, this little message. Uh, she wrote, a bittersweet end for me on the Halloween movies. I've made great friends and have collaborated with wonderful artists on these three movies, and today my part in the film has been completed. And with it, the end And she puts end in all capitals. The end for me of this trilogy. It's all because of the fans who have always supported me. And more importantly, Lori. So uh, that is what she said. Halloween ends, of course, is slated for theatrical release on October 14th, 2022. Um, Interestingly enough, this movie, of course, is going to have a four-year time jump after uh, Halloween kills. And that is really all we uh, know for now um so yeah
2: 2022 it's coming out this year
1: this year yeah
2: i don't believe it
1: yeah it's
2: so obviously she probably dies right because it's like <laughs> sure. everyone else is still filming and she literally just started filming like three weeks ago
1: yeah she didn't have a very long filming i felt like it was like a week if that you know what i mean so she's just there to kill evil and then probably dying the. Is she, is she though i heard so here's the theory i've heard and i was like you know what that kind of does make sense um what is that that the uh she's going gone she ain't gonna be like the main part of this one and that halloween kills obviously like kind of like threw her by the wayside and focused on more of the other characters and a lot of people seem to think and it makes sense is that that uh, cop is going to be like the n- sort of main yeah, character the, and he's fine, going to be finally. the one that and he's going to be the one that that kills Michael uh, in this one. The not the cop with the cowboy hat, the, the cop that was uh, in the hospital bed with oh, like, Laurie. <laughs> I want we the, got... cop, the cowboy hat <laughs> yeah. for two films, like we give him <laughs> something to do. No, not Bracket. I forget his name.
2: It's not uh, Bracket? Who's Bracket? No. No, am he's
1: making,
2: a, Am I making that
1: up? A, no, there's no bracket in this one.
2: Who's bracket then?
1: Sheriff Bracket from the first one. Oh, you. Oh, yeah. Well, Bracket dies, didn't he die in the last one? linked. Did Michael ever get to him? No. no I, don't <laughs> I, think forgot so. Brackett, I forgot Bracket. I forgot Bracket came back and uh, working as the rent a cop in the hospital or whatever. In this right, one, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. this is the old man. No, the cop that was in the the bed. Uh, you know, he had the love story with Lori there, oh, sort of. Why did then, I
2: think his name was Bracket?
1: No, I can't even remember his name, honestly. He's a pretty sure, established you? actor too. No, I'm positive. It's not Brackett. Okay. All right. It's Hawkins. Um Hawkins. Hawkins.
2: Thank you. Hawkins. Hawkins. Yeah. So
1: obviously, like the whole movie, the whole he was an integral part of that last movie because he had the chance to kill Michael uh in the seventy eight and he didn't. And like he's been living with that regret ever since. So a lot of people think he's going to be the one to to kill Michael in the end. And so I don't know. Yeah, obviously ju-
3: just by our conversation i think this movie's going to be a mess <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like oh my god Halloween kills really took the winds out of sail for me on this one yeah um, like i'm just i don't know what to expect with this one i just feel that they're gonna somehow fuck it up because uh, they're bringing back all the people from the first one right all the fucking evil dice tonight crew and mm-hmm. i don't know like hopefully they start killing off some of those characters uh, We'll see. Mm-hmm.
1: All righty. Just a couple more to, for tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Um, another big news here. Of course, I know everyone is excited for this. Nicholas Cage's new Dracula movie. Um, the movie will be titled Reinfeld. Or Ryan Field, uh, and we've gotten an announcement about it. It is going to theaters, ladies and gentlemen. I am shocked about this. It is going to getting a theater release. It will be arriving in theaters April 14th. 2023 of course Nicolas cage will be playing count dracula in it um also uh robert kirkman from the walking dead is involved uh in this as well he um i guess he wrote he pitched the movie it was his uh, pitch chris mckay also uh, will be directing uh he did the tomorrow war harfins might know him best for that uh and nicholas holt who is credited with warm bodies and Mad Max Fury Road will be starring as the central character. Is that the, is that um, the kid, like the main kid from warm bodies? That's
3: the main kid from warm bodies. He was uh, a beast in X-Men and yeah, the the, one of the soldiers in Mad Max. He's very good.
1: Well, he'll be, yeah, he'll be playing Dracula's henchman in this. Uh, The film is said to be a modern day adventure story that is comedic in tone. The film will be centering on Ryan field, who will be played by Holt, uh, who has grown sick and tired of his centuries as Dracula's lackey. The henchman finds a new lease on life and maybe even redemption when he falls for feisty, perennial, angry traffic cop Rebecca Quincy, uh, who you guys might know from Aquafina uh so yeah that is really all the information for now but yeah i mean uh oof, I, i'm shocked this is go- going to theaters but uh I, i'm excited for it <laughs>
3: yeah it just that seems, seems more like an hbo max type thing
1: <laughs> right uh, yeah totally
3: but hey each, I, I don't think this will do well in the theaters to be honest uh, so yeah no of those things that but I'll, I'll watch it on you know streaming whenever
1: it comes out absolutely all righty and last bit of news tonight uh a quiet place three officially in the works uh ladies and gentlemen but here is the interesting thing about uh a quiet place 3 um well one it is going to be uh well actually well I'm sorry so we're getting the spin-off movie the spin-off movie is coming September 22nd 2023 going to take place same universe but completely different characters um and now we got a quiet place part 3 which we aren't going to be seeing until 2025 um, seems to be quite a long time to wait um, for a third movie uh, no official word yet on if Krasinski is going to be coming back to uh, direct this one but I assume the rest of the family is going to coming back but I don't even know about that because I know Emily Blunt said she didn't even want to come back for the second movie um, and you know I don't know we'll see I mean I just I'll say uh, I mentioned this to Sam uh, the other day I was like it's like are people gonna care like in three years for like a quiet place part three like it just seems like such a long time to wait
2: well i'll tell you this if people care about stranger things season four <laughs> part a b through z and then season 5.2 times three they're gonna care about quiet place
3: yeah i don't All know right. I, I think it's too like it's too long too long of a hiatus between films Uh, I even thought between one and two was too long. So Mm -hmm. it's one of those things to strike while the iron's hot and it took too much time. So, but it's not really their fault so much that one, because it got delayed a year because of COVID. Um, Right. So there's that as far as I think the reason they're pushing off to 2025 is because they're waiting for Krasinski and Blunt to be available. Uh, Mm -hmm. Heavily rumored that Krasinski is going to be a Mr. Fantastic and Marvel in the MCU so he'll probably okay. be busy doing that if that's true yeah uh, so they're waiting kind of for him to be free from that before being able to do this so we'll see because mm-hmm. or else why wait right like I, or even if they don't bring him back why why is that the third one and not the other one you know it's it's if it's a third one it has to be the same characters it, or else it would just be the spinoff and then it would make no sense to have a different like differentiate the two so mm-hmm.
1: yeah yeah well we shall see and yeah uh, that is it for horror news this week but stay tuned we'll be doing this uh bi-weekly for you guys and i hope you guys enjoy the segment and if you have any horror news you know you want to hear us talk about feel free to email us the horror squad podcast at gmail.com or just write it in on uh, our discord maybe we'll make a little news um section of it now too or something like that if you guys want to discuss and whatnot um the news segments as well um all right so that is it uh you guys ready to talk about what we do in the shadows let's do it all right let's talk some what we do in the shadows 2014 directed by taika watiti uh yeah so uh vampire housemates try to cope with the complexities of modern life and show a newly turned hipster some of the perks of being undead is he a hipster I don't know about that a little bit (laughs) kind of sort kind of sort of uh yes I mean that's pretty the basic synopsis about this uh so this movie is shot uh mockumentary style um where we follow essentially three vampires I mean I know we have the fourth one um but he's not as prevalent as the other three but yeah so we follow uh Viago played by Taika Waititi uh, Vladislav, played by Jermaine Clement, and uh, Deacon, played by Johnny Brugge. And we also, of course, have Peter, uh, who was played by Ben Franchim. But yeah, the four of them live together in a flat in New Zealand. And we, uh, we see at the very beginning of the movie is that they were given, basically this documentary crew was given access to uh, these vampires living in the flat before um, a big uh, vampiric council type, like party or whatever, like that. And yeah, I mean that—that's it. We basically just follow these four vampires in their everyday life, dealing with just everyday, like mundane activities, and just you know, like just the simple, like problems of life, like fighting over who did the dishes, um, and whatnot, and you know, them just trying to go out and the problems of getting dressed when you don't have a reflection to see how you look in outfits and whatnot. So it, you just deal with like a bunch of really funny and uh, zany moments uh, throughout the entire movie. And I mean, that's basically uh, it. Um, so yeah, um, you know, I, I guess let's start off with, uh, Sam. Uh, why don't you give us uh, your thoughts on the movie and maybe a little about your thoughts on, on the television show as well.
2: Yes. Um,
1: <laughs> or just how you, maybe how you were introduced to what we do in the shadows, and then like your review of the movie, and then we can get. Oh, into so you the want show. me to talk
2: about you? So Joe introduced <laughs> me to what we do in the shadows. Um, at the time when I saw it for the first time a few years ago, I would never seen it, never heard of it, didn't know anything about it. Uh. I think also we were at maybe like a haunted house or somewhere and they were playing it and Joe kept talking about it. He's like, this is the part where this happens and this is, and I'm like, I literally cannot hear the movie. I don't care. Like, I just want to watch it. So we watched it and you know, I was like, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty fun. You know, like a mockumentary about vampires. That's cool. Um... I liked it. Uh, I will, I don't know. I kind of have like, um, maybe you can tell (laughs) because I've been quiet this whole episode. But it's like something about what we do in the shadows right now is just not sitting right on my tongue. Like I just don't, I don't know. Like I tried to watch the movie again today but I feel like it's, it kind of um, mixed in with the show so much that I couldn't really, remember like how the movie was different and then kind of pick things out of the show if that makes sense like it just all kind of blends in for me which I don't know what that means or how I feel about that but yeah um so with the tv show I was super excited I loved season one because what they just finished two right
3: Three, or Well, three, three is still the one. They just finished,
2: yeah. Okay. So I loved season one. Season two was okay. Not as great as one. And then three, I just could not even finish because it's literally the same bullshit. I only watch it because Guillermo's the best. Like, he's my favorite. That's the only reason I watch that show. Um, But yeah, just something about season three. I just I couldn't keep forcing myself to watch it. Now, I know you're probably like, well, Sam... You watched shitty American horror story, like can't you just power through what we do in the shadows? And you know, I know I'm kicking myself in the ass too. I think I will because Steve said it does get better, and I think Todd also said it gets better. So maybe one day when I'm doing laundry or something, I'll put it on. Um but yeah, I really don't have a lot to say. I mean, do you guys have a lot to say All about right. this movie? <laughs>
1: I have some to say. I definitely have some stuff okay. to say. Um, you guys right, say Steve, what you what? want to say, and I'll <laughs> let
2: it soak in, and I'll see what all my right. sponge can take in. All right.
1: <laughs> Steve's always great about talking points, so I'm yeah. sure Steve has a lot. <laughs> um, all right, Steve, go ahead.
3: Yeah, so what's going to be interesting about this review, at least
1: what's interesting to me in this
3: review, is that Joe watched the movie, I think, and then the show, whereas I watched the show and then the movie so there's a different like perspective going into this review that I think is interesting so uh I actually picked this for a vote because you know I just I'd never seen the show until you three kept talking it up like every week for while season two I think was airing and I had I just had to watch it and I finally broke down and bought the two seasons the day before they fell on streaming. (laughs) Oh without knowing gosh. but that's isn't that the way it always goes <laughs> um and then I, I like powered through the first two seasons and I absolutely fucking loved uh the show super it's brilliant on so many levels it's really funny really unique I really like the take of you know the vampires and their daily lives and all that stuff uh then I watched season three which I also liked I think like Sam said it's it starts off okay but then it goes through the lull in the middle but then finishes off strong so at least there's that and then finally, because of this review, I, I bought it like a few months ago, but it's the first time that I watched it. Uh, so I watched a movie and I know the movie's brilliant. I can tell how brilliant it is. Like, it's really unique. You know, it's, it's something we had never seen before at the time that it came out. But having seen the show first, I think it diminished the experience of me watching the movie because... There's a lot of the same gags that they kind of do the same that have been done on the show, which obviously I know the movie did it first, but in my perspective, I saw it after. So, you know, I was kind of watching through the same gags. I actually prefer the characters in the show, I think, because we spend more time with them, you know, over the course of three seasons. I know them better. I know their quirks a little better. And while I'm watching the movie, even though I'm really enjoying it, I keep thinking like, oh, I wish there was a Colin Robinson type uh, character in this, or I wish there was a Guillermo, or I wish there was a Nadia, you know, uh, or even like a female presence other than the familiar that you is there like on and off randomly. Uh, and I think that hurt my experience the movie. Like, I still think it was very good. And there are definitely some points where I laughed. But I definitely think I liked it less than I thought I would, mostly because uh, I'd seen a lot of it on the show, you know, so that's the unfortunate part of it but i still want to discuss a few specifics once joe talks about his thoughts
1: yeah sure so yeah i I definitely come from a different perspective than steve because i i watched the movie uh first um and yeah i mean as far as the show goes i the first two seasons of the show i thought were brilliant um i remember at one point i think i even said i think the show surpassed um The movie in season two but then season three happened and i I gotta agree i echo sam and steve i I think season three took a a bit of a dive i still think it was a a decent enough season i still have not finished it like sam but i i do plan off i think we only have like three or four episodes to go in that season so i will finish it and see how it uh finishes off but back to the movie um I, i mean i love this movie i believe it was in my best of the decade list for 2000 whenever 2010 to 2020 i can't remember where it placed or whatever but i I, yeah i mean I, i think this movie is brilliant um it is just so funny uh just the way they and the way they just kind of put all of the pop culture vampire references in it you know with the lost boys and nosferatu and like all the other you know vampire movies it's just really funny and just like just seeing like vampires deal with just like every monday like just you know them like walking or like you know (laughs) just like small things like at one point they like put a uh clothes on like sticks or whatever and they're like walking it down the hallway to see what it would look like on them it's just like they do like so much like funny shit like that and then there's just like just little lines and stuff like that um after re-watching it I actually prefer the movie to the tv show I do I I just I tend to like the characters a little better in this one not all of the characters but just I, I like this version I liked uh Taika Waititi's version of basically he's playing him and Nandor are pretty much like the same character. I prefer his, I just like Taika Waititi anyway. Um, but I just prefer his like version of Nandor, uh, better. Um, and I I love Peter. Like Peter is so fucking great. And I wish they had a character kind of like him in the, the show. I, I guess the Baron would be the most similar, but even the Baron was very different um than Peter's character. But it, it, Peter just cracks me up every time he's on screen. And it's like legit sad and heartbreaking when he when he ends up catching on fire, uh when the vampire hunter comes in. But and which was like its own whole funny thing. Um I do think the movie though, my negatives are I think the movie does drag uh at parts um especially like when maybe when we hit the like halfway point uh when we get to the police and stuff like that like it's a funny scene but I feel like it tends to drag and then the whole when they get to the party and stuff I just feel like it's not as good as the first half of the movie um so yeah um and then like the Nick character isn't my my favorite um like I understand what they're going for but I love the I forget his name right now but the character who's just like a human and they all just kind of like love him and they make like a pact not to kill him because they just they just like him. he's just like a completely just like normal uh dude but yeah I mean overall I I, I still like really love this movie I hadn't seen it uh in some in a few years at least but uh re it I still found myself laughing at a lot of the bits um so yeah i'd say it, i i do think it's better than the show but not by much like i i feel like they're pretty much on the same uh, same wavelength and i understand had i seen the show first i can totally see being like oh well it's like they just like kind of like you know quote unquote ripping off uh the show but obviously the movie came first uh and yeah it, it's just a really fun movie it's it just brings a smile to my face yeah it's definitely uh yeah, watching the show first will definitely, I think, hurt
3: your experience. You know, like I can imagine seeing this for the first time when uh, I think it's Nick eats, a, eats like a a chip, like a, a fry. And having seen the show, I know what's going to happen. You know, like I know what happens when they eat food. But had I seen the movie first, seeing him like just projectile vomit everywhere would have been hilarious. But because I knew it was coming, it was like, yeah, you know, it's just stuff like that that kind of. Hurts the experience, unfortunately, because I know kind of the beats before they happen. And that's probably one of the big issues uh, of this. But there are some things I, I really liked about it, too. The fucking scariest thing in this movie. God, it's so freaky, is when there's a cat with Jermaine Clement's face on it. Like, holy shit, that was, like, terrifying. And, yeah, there's these little moments just when they're vacuuming and doing, like, these little mundane things. And you're right. The first half is better. Because they're just, you're just seeing the life of a of a vampire, you know, as kind of normal people, but as vampires, and it's it's really interesting and funny, and you know, it's just stuff like that. I really much prefer the first half. It's when the Nick character starts coming in a little bit more that it unfortunately falls off for me as well. And there isn't much story, like it's just really them hanging out for a while, and at the end they try to almost like force at least some kind of little story to it with uh you know Vladislav's like the beast to his ex-girlfriend and stuff like that it's just I didn't think it was it was a big payoff either I thought the beast would be something like better but it didn't end up being that way so yeah it's it was good but I was definitely disappointed I think
1: Mm -hmm. yeah and I I agree with you Steve I I think the lack of a female vampire in this one definitely like makes me appreciate Nadja more in the TV show. Cause I, I think having that, um, you know, female aspect of a vampire, it's just, it just adds to it and just having all male vampires here, it's fun and all like having a, you know, cause you know, they can act a certain way and whatnot, but Nadja, I feel like brings, um, some sort of, uh, I don't levity, I guess, to the, to the television show that you don't get here in the movie. So I, I do wish they had some sort of female vampire in here as well.
3: Right. I also like how much dirtier the show is compared to the movie. Yeah. Like right. they really, like they could really go for it in some scenes in yep. the show uh, without explicitly showing anything, but suggesting a lot. <laughs> and mm-hmm. that's something I kind of missed. You know, I, I, I like that they go there in the show and the movie, they don't really go anywhere near that subject, you know, so. Right. That's a bummer as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, any specific scenes you want to talk about before I go to the questions to kind of spur some
1: discussion? Um, I mean, it's just like, I mean like all like the i love when they go out like in like go on the night of the town you know and they can't go into the nightclubs unless they're invited in (laughs) which is great and then like they see the other vampires and then it's this is just it's just like such a small throwaway line but they talk about how um (laughs) they talk about how you know once you get bitten or whatever you don't age or whatever so they find like these they see these like two kind of younger girls uh vampires on the uh, street and they walk by them they're like, oh, what are you guys up to tonight? Meeting a couple pedophiles or something? And they're like, yeah, we we, we found a couple pedophiles online. We're going to go eat them or something. It's just like so like a little stuff like that is just it's just so funny. And then like they go in, they're like, yeah, this is like the hottest like vampire club in town. And they go in and there's like three people inside there and just like watch. It. It's just yeah, just like they're they're just so nerdy. And it's just like so funny that they think like they think they're all like so cool and sexy and stuff. But you look at you see them there really are and they're just like a bunch of like just nerdy vampires it's just really funny
3: yeah. I think my, my favorite scene in the movie is when uh, so at first uh, it's he's talking about like kind of yelling at one of the other ones because uh, he didn't clean up after himself, after like killing everything. And it's like, my couch used to be like white, but now it's red, you know, stuff like that. And then in a the later scene, when he goes to feed, he's like putting down newspapers and like his towels and shit. And I thought that was so funny. And like a good payoff to a joke that happened earlier in the movie. And then how, how like he fucks it up. He hits an artery and then it's like blood sprays everywhere. It's like, oh, yes, that didn't go <laughs> how I imagined. And I, I really like that scene. Just, I love when they do payoffs like that, you know? Like he's actually listening to his own advice, even though it didn't work out as well. And I thought that was clever. Yeah. Sam, you have any favorite scenes that you recall from the movie? I don't. You hated
1: it.
2: <laughs> no, I just I was like skipping forward through it too because I was like on a time crunch and I just I felt like I was like I don't know I felt like I some of the scenes I could tell were from the sh- or that the show used. So I was like, I just kept skimming. I was like, oh, this is just like watching the show. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm confused. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm confused about how I feel. (laughs)
3: Okay. (laughs) uh, So I'll go into the questions and see what that can spur. So the first questions are from uh, Joseph. He says, do y'all think the movie is still better than the show? The show is great, but without Taika Waititi directing more often, it is a bit off at times, more so than the film. Guess I favor his directing style. However... The humor is great. That is small, picky detail for me. Most of the directors on the show are mostly directing style and consistent. So after all this, yeah. you still, now you still like the movie better than the show?
1: Yeah, I agree with uh, his w- assessment. I think, you know, Taika Waititi's just like style and stuff, I just, I, I, I like it better. Um, so yeah, I agree with him. But to okay. me, it's like the show and the movie, it's like one in 1A, one you know what I mean? They're both great.
2: Yeah, they are both great. I was thinking too, I mean, uh, I don't remember who said it, but just how in the movie they felt. I may have been, Steve, like how you were saying there's not really much of a story in Mm -hmm. the movie, but I feel like if there weren't, if Guillermo was not in the show, I feel like it would be no story either. I feel like he's the only one that really has Mm -hmm. a story and that you're kind of hanging on because otherwise it's just like same old vampire shenanigans this weekend.
3: Yeah, yeah, he's a narrator, a right? In a way, mm-hmm. he's like kind of yeah. walking the audience through mm-hmm. what's going mm-hmm. on and why they do certain things, and he's mm-hmm. definitely an integral part of the yeah of the show. And the mm-hmm. movie was kind of lacking that, you know. There was, I mean, right. I mean, Vi- uh, Viago was kind of, you know, explaining stuff, but it's he's the he's a vampire, so it's not as clear, I guess, as when Guillermo mm-hmm. does it. All right. So next questions from. Uh, the Good Evening Kitties podcast. So a fellow podcast. Oh. so That's awesome. Check them out. Which vampire do you identify with the most? Viago, Vladislav, Deacon, or Peter?
1: It's <laughs> a good one. I feel like Sam probably Peter. Because she's like, just stay away from me. Let me live in my little, <laughs> little <laughs> yeah. rock. And I'll come out to, to eat. And, yeah. and, sl- and then I just go back in and sleep. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, it's funny i love it at one point he like he goes down there and he's there's just like like bones and like bodies all over the ground and stuff like <laughs> that and he's like <laughs> he's he's such a funny character and the makeup is so important unpo- is really great with him um oh we didn't even talk about the the biscetti the part uh in the, sh- in the movie oh, too when, yeah, right. <laughs> when they open the cans of spaghetti and their their big trick is that they pretend they do the, uh, the lost boys trick where they're like <laughs> And they and they don't even call it spaghetti. They keep calling it bescetti. And they're like, Buschetti. They're like, try your sp- bescetti. And he's like, what? <laughs> You're eating worms now. He looks down. He's like, oh. He's like, why do I have a bunch of worms? And uh, look, <laughs> that's a that's just that's a classic scene.
3: Absolutely. So, who do you uh, relate to the most, Joe?
1: Oh man, I don't know. I guess. Um, I guess Tycho Watiti's uh, what's his name Viago in Viago. this. Yeah, I just want to call him Nandor because I feel like it's right. the same exact character. Um, but yeah, I guess his character. Yeah, same
3: same for me. Like I like mm-hmm. order and I like like you know yeah kind of. Telling people, like, reminding people of their job, that they, you know, didn't do like dishes are still uh, haven't been done.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the one guy hadn't done dishes in five years. He's right, like, exactly. He's like, see, and he had the little chore wheel. He's like, this chore wheel hasn't moved in five years. <laughs> <Right>.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I could definitely relate to him. Mm-hmm. And uh, our last series of questions come to us from Caleb. Hey, squad. First question. When Nick becomes a vampire he discovers that there are certain drawbacks to being a vampire like not being able to eat food so what would be your biggest drawback?
1: That would definitely be the hardest I think like not being able to eat human food but then also like having to go out and like kill people <laughs> and to drink their blood I feel like would be quite a crisis like a existential crisis in a lot of ways like I feel like I would feel really bad, like about it, and I feel like it would take time Not to like bad people. Yeah, you do like yeah a, I mean, I a guess catch a predator yeah, type like, situation. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah you'd have to, like a, de- a Dexter situation. Where you just kill the right. bad people uh, mm-hmm. in your life. Yeah, so
2: I'll just kill the humans and then take the pets.
3: <laughs> what about you, Sam? What would be your biggest drawback to uh, being a vampire?
2: Um, I don't know. What else could there be besides like worrying about the flesh that you're going to eat and then not being able to eat. Humans. You
3: can't go outside and go in ever. the sun. That's yeah.
2: fucking fine with me. I <laughs> hate the sun. I hate daytime. Yeah, no
3: garlic. You have to sleep in a coffin. Fine you, with uh, me. Yeah. You, uh, you see everyone that you know that isn't a vampire die.
1: Die. Yeah. Because you live forever.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: That'd be okay.
3: Yeah. You can only go out certain times a day. You know, it's
1: like, I don't know. There's can't definitely. see your reflection. Yeah.
3: That's can't fine. see your reflection.
2: I mean, this sounds like my life already. So. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: feel like there's more benefits to being a vampire. I mean, you can fly. I mean, that's awesome. Um you live yeah. forever. <laughs> you sleeping at yeah, you sl- I li- I per- I'm a night owl and like so like I like being out at night anyway, so. <laughs> <Me too. laughs> uh yeah,
3: the food I think is would be the biggest bummer just, you know. Yeah.
1: But I feel like you wouldn't even like you wouldn't have an appetite for it uh, yeah, after think- a while. So
3: yeah, like you'd get true. used to
1: it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, for sure.
3: Um, his second question. If you could have the combined personality of any two characters from the universe of what we do in the shadows, who would they be? For example, I choose Stu and Peter because I like to be left alone unless I'm being brought food like Peter. But when I do go out, I like getting along with everyone
1: like Stu. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Stu the human. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. um i will go with um i'll go with uh, viago from this and then i will go with uh what's his name from the show um which one Laszlo? the dirt, the dirty one Lazlo? Yeah, yeah. Lazlo. yeah i go with the two of them <laughs> together because i was going to do the same <laughs> <laughs> where you yeah what are you, <laughs> yeah. you saying
0: um i guess i would
2: do peter from the movie and then maybe that's tough i want to say Nadja or guillermo because he's like such a little worry wart and that's how i am in real life yeah
3: (laughs) so it's the same thing same thing as joe for me you know i like uh viago's kind of organization and just he he just seems happy to be alive (laughs) like he just like uh, just enjoying life you know and laszlo just doesn't give two shits about anything and it's hilarious i i would love to have that kind of like don't care about anything attitude you know it's, uh, and he's got a really nice hat so there's that yes. you know? <laughs> and he's uh, funny <laughs> yeah he's he's, he's probably he's probably my favorite of the show just because when he's yeah. funny he's fucking really funny you he know? is yeah. yeah uh and the last question if the time period or decade determined what style of vampire you were when would you choose to be turned
1: mm.
3: and then he says remember werewolves not swear wolves
1: that's right yeah when I mean, we talk about that part the yeah that that's fun that part's funny i think it's better they do it better in the movie too than they did in the tv show with the werewolves uh, there's, you know yeah because they did it, i think it was season one they did the werewolves oh, let, they, they do in.
3: that's right. one thing i like about the show though they have it's not just yeah. vampires and werewolves they have sirens and they have right that's true. Have, like everything and i think that's really cool yeah
1: mm-hmm. yeah i agree that's good too um there you know they're supposed to be doing the, the movie just based on the werewolves a movie a movie, yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> it's supposed, to, yeah. I forget. I was, I saw it on IMDb uh when I was going through the trivia, but I don't know. I don't know how it would hit. I don't know if it would hit the same. You know what I mean? But it could be kind of funny, I guess, to see like how werewolves deal with their like everyday mundane lives too. Um. All right, back to the question. What was it? <laughs> uh,
3: it was so if you can be bid. Oh, a time like, period. That's right. Right.
1: Yeah. Turned so like it would be your fashion, right? Like your everyday fashion. Basically, sort yeah. Sort of. Yeah um i know sam's probably gonna pick the 90s but uh whatever i'll just go today i'm having, you know today's fine wait the fashion yeah like
3: th- it, that'll be your what age for, it'll be your fashion for the rest of like time
2: oh yeah 90s for sure
3: yeah uh like early 90s or late 90s i feel there's a big distinction between the two
2: mid 90s like Ooh. 90 95 95? 95 96
3: and do you have like a yeah, okay. example like someone has a reference point or a show or like a
2: um maybe think like a okay um think like party of five okay mm-hmm. my so-called life mm-hmm.
3: yeah, nice um, for me uh, Victorian age I, I would love to just yeah. be able to that would be up so up fitting
2: <laughs> for you <laughs> ro-
3: rocking a fucking hat and a cane and a cape <laughs> like, just, and, and not care about what people say about it you
1: know right um, unfortunately now you're like a fucking freak if you do that so <laughs>
3: right. just, no you, know,
2: you, you should do them. it
1: yeah actually it if you lived in here like in salem like there are people who dress like that so yeah
3: but they assume do that part <laughs> of like some kind
1: of show or something <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah right
3: yeah it's just funny it how at times like fancy fashion is now like a, basically a joke <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. so, right interesting how the world goes but i mean if, if they saw someone from the 80s i'm sure they'd be like commit him <laughs> or you know <laughs> it's uh yeah we go through weird phases, but that that would be cool. Mm-hmm. I think to go through that. Too.
1: Mm-hmm. We have they they actually in Salem they have a vampire ball every single year. Oh, do they? Yeah, with like you know, quote unquote, real vampires. Right. Ever? Uh, thought, <laughs> did you have? To, is there like a membership or how does that work? There's not. I mean, I think you could just show up, like if you wanted to. We've never gone to it. But it's a bit. It's definitely a different uh, style yeah, than what we, thing, than right? we are. Yeah.
3: yeah, totally. Be cool though. I, I'd be interested to see what like what it's all about and stuff so
1: mm-hmm. they had they just had one in uh la and uh guillermo like was the uh the like the guest host. like guess host ones? yeah for it's nice. it. mm-hmm. awesome so that's all the questions we got any final thoughts on the movie um i guess who's i want to know who's your least favorite out of the movie and tv show like combined universe who would be your like your least favorite character colin colin <laughs> colin's funny
3: though like he
1: makes me laugh uh,
3: i didn't i didn't love deacon to be honest with you yeah i mean i mean nick is probably my least favorite if you count him uh right. I, I thought he was kind of a waste of character uh but if i'm going through like the og vampires kind of like um uh, i'd say deacon i don't know i just didn't find him that funny or like there's some things like when he was dancing i was laughing a little bit but not yeah the like, dance
1: was great yeah i wasn't like
3: laughing out loud you know it's just i don't know yeah just didn't, didn't do it for me
1: Yeah, I would agree. I think Deacon's probably the weakest uh, for the movie side. And then if I were to pick TV show side weakest, I don't know. Like, I do like Colin, but I would probably say he'd probably the weakest out of, like, all, you know, the main four vampires. Um,
3: Yeah, I think that's why it was better in season one and two when they kind of only appeared for, like, a couple minutes, you know, and then would go back to his, like, basement. But in season three, he's featured a lot more. And yeah, I think that is, actually yeah. hurts him because I think he's yeah. better in small doses. Definitely. Yeah.
1: Agreed. Alrighty. Want to rate this sucker?
3: Yeah, sure. Actually one last question for you guys. Sure. What was your favorite, what we do in the shadows episode Ooh. or moment? You know, if you don't remember. remember yes. That episode
1: episode bat, the Baron episode where they go out like on the town partying with the Baron. I still like, love that episode. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Probably the hardest I laughed on any of the episodes.
2: Um, I don't know. There, I've it's been a while since I've seen it, so I couldn't pick out like one episode, unfortunately. Or, well, maybe wasn't there one where Najo was like she encountered her old love again or something, but then uh, I think she ended up here. killing him, yeah.
3: It, like, oh, So yeah, she yeah. has an yeah. old love but he keeps getting beheaded, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Three that one different was a good re- one. reincarnations of him,
1: mm-hmm.
3: yeah. Mm-hmm yeah that's good uh for me it's the orgy episode uh just makes me laugh so much yeah that was great when they're preparing for the orgy and they're like (laughs) reenacting kind of like practice like dry run practicing the orgy and everything and then they bring in the virgins Mm -hmm. and the virgins like fuck each other (laughs) it's just like yeah Yeah. Uh, i thought that was a really good episode and how important the orgy was it's like a rite of passage and yeah
2: has steve ever had an orgy
3: no comment. Oh, no. <laughs> I, so I, I, so I, I, I just it. found out this weekend that my dad listens to the FL. <laughs> Hi, Dad. Oh no! <laughs> so, uh, the, the answers are gonna have to be a little more tame.
2: Come on! <laughs> um, yeah,
3: Get so. out of here, daddy <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay, oh, so wow. thank you for
3: listening. We'll talk to you next
1: week. <laughs> the other, uh, <laughs> the, the other most, for me, the other most memorable part is when they. With the the vampiric council, where you have like Wesley Snipes mm. was in it. Oh and yeah, then the uh the guy Taiko T D and, yeah, uh, there they and come, uh, Viago there. Yeah, they come back and that's... yeah, and uh, yeah. With your face I saw the Swintons there and Pee Wee Herman and stuff. And yeah, that was, yeah that was
3: great from Buffy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, that was a definitely a really cool moment. Then they talk about um Ed- Edward not showing up <laughs> like, oh, <yeah. laughs> Twilight.
1: Twilight. Yeah. Nice. All right, let's rate this sucker. Sam, lead us off.
2: Why do I have to lead it off?
1: All right, I'll lead it off. Okay. Uh, I yeah, I mean, I love this movie. It still holds up to me. I you know, it did it did knock down a peg though a little bit on this rewatch because I do feel like it it does slow uh, quite a bit after the first half, but it's still like enjoyable enough. but I still think it's a pretty brilliant, uh, you know, horror comedy. Um, so yeah, I give it an eight, 8.5. Yeah.
2: Um, I don't, you know, if there wasn't the show to compare it with, my score would definitely be higher, even though it's like the original and the first and whatnot. Um, I just don't know how often I would watch it or want to, but I'm going to give it a 7.8.
3: Yeah. And like I said, I I think having seen the show first really tainted my experience. I do recognize that, you know, all the stuff comes from this movie, but I can't change my state of mind when I'm watching something. You know, I can't erase three seasons of What We Do in the Shadows uh, to see this fresh. So to me, this was like a 7 out of 10. Uh, I did enjoy it. I just, I guess maybe I was disappointed, but I'll definitely revisit it. I mean, I bought it on Blu-ray, so you know maybe when I had the expectation gone, I can watch it like kind of a fresher eyes and see how I enjoy it. Um, And how would you guys rate the show like overall from what you've seen?
1: I'd give it the same, I think. 8.5, yeah.
2: Really? Why was I going to give it a nine? And I've been like kind of (laughs) shitting on it. (laughs) I mean, it is a super fun show. I I just don't do well with like short shows like that. Like I just wish it was longer, you know? I guess 8.8
3: and I give it a nine I I really like spending time in that universe and even Mm -hmm. the weaker episodes uh, I can still like digest because I enjoy spending time with those characters but when the show is like good it's real good you know like there's some episodes that definitely it's like I've watched them three four times and I you know and I still enjoy it like the Jackie Daytona episode with uh, Mark Hamill and everything (laughs) I thought that was a super hilarious episode and Mm -hmm. that's great
1: no interestingly enough uh the movie was the most pirated movie of 2014 really because <laughs> yeah it was just it, it, it was they had a lot of trouble uh getting it distributed to a, uh the united states uh for whatever reason so um and also interestingly enough uh there's 125 hours of footage they shot uh for this movie uh which was basically all improv uh, improv and uh they sh- Cut it down to 90 minutes, but they have stayed the directors, uh, Taika Waititi, uh, and um, I forget the other, uh, one of the other actors, Jermaine Clement, Vampire, Jermaine Clement yeah. yeah. Uh, they said that they're they have considered releasing all of the footage, uh, and then fans can uh create their own uh 90 minute <laughs> movies based on all the footage. So that'd be kind of cool, yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> there they, technically could be a better movie out there, who knows?
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome i definitely like mm-hmm. to see that. I'm sure they did some crazy shit. Yeah. Oh, okay.
2: yeah. Steve, I'm going to need another rating from you. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to need your rating for that orgy that you're not going to talk about. <laughs> uh, said
1: no comment. yes yeah, said no comment. <laughs> he can't an... confirm or deny. Look, if
2: I have to answer and come up with a drink option and food snack option every week, you can tell us about the orgy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: all right uh, so next week uh, we don't exactly know I don't have we decided what we're gonna do I know uh, we were talking about near dark but yeah I think we're gonna have to ask Todd because so
3: what happened okay. is that we did a vampire vote and though it for the second fucking vote in a row we fell on a tie <laughs> between two movies which was what we do in the shadows and near dark and uh, then I started of a, a revote on discord but as the revoting was happening we todd wasn't there so we decided we're just going to do what we do in the shadows even though near dark was winning the revote so uh we'll see i, I don't know what either near dark or no exit is that the other
1: no, yeah no exit that just came out on hulu um and todd read the book so i feel like it'd be a good one to discuss since todd read the book so that yes. we could he can kind of discuss those parallels between the book and the movie. And I've seen a lot of people saying it's pretty good. So might be one worth checking and it's, you know, Hulu. So most people can watch it. So
3: yeah. And that's a uh, Disney plus in Canada.
1: Disney plus in Canada. Canada oh. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah so i i would say lean we're probably gonna lean towards that maybe Mm -hmm. we'll see we'll talk to todd and you know we'll see so either it's either gonna be near dark dark or no exit most likely so yeah watch them both prepare because we're probably gonna if we don't do near dark next week we'll probably do it the following week uh so yeah yeah absolutely
2: all right guys that's gonna wrap it up for another episode of the horror squad podcast be sure you're following us on social media check out our discord um We're going to be doing another movie for the movie club for March. So stay tuned for that. And thanks so much for listening. And we'll talk to you next week. Stay vampy. Bye. Bye.
1: Enjoy your biscotti.
0: Bischetti.
3: Uh, yep, usually like it. But it'd be better if it was warm. So this is my favourite trick. We present our guest with a plate of buschetti. And then I will say, why don't you eat some buschetti? Please,
2: Nick, eat some buschetti. I didn't realise you enjoyed eating worms, Nick. No, no. They are
3: worms. <laughs> These worms. Wiggling around in my place. worm-like, but it's not really actually. Baschetti. We stole that idea from the lost boys. But I put a nice twist
1: on it. Nick! How did it feel to have a snake for a penis?
3: <laughs> Jackie, my penis has disappeared. There's a cobra snake. No a one's
1: gonna
3: mistake your penis for a cobra neck, okay? What <laughs> do you, you know. mean? No, know. it is it just a normal penis. I'm out. I'm out. Josephine, you like spaghetti?